Um, we have Michelle Howard here today. She is um, one of the original crew that came to St. Peter's um, with um, Christine from All, from All Angels back in October of 2019. She is the Director of Program Operations at the Osborne Association. Around here, we know her as a candidate for ordination in the Diocese of New York and wife of Hyatt and mama to Amara. Welcome her as she comes to share with us today. Thank you, please be seated. Some people seem more attuned to hearing God's voice than others. Maybe they're just good listeners. I rarely see visions or hear words with a few notable exceptions. God typically speaks to me, not through mystical means, but through the words of the Bible or from the mouth of another person, speaking wisdom or giving encouragement. I have also gone long stretches without hearing God speak at all. Sometimes God can get through to us only when we let our guards down. And when are we more off guard than when we're asleep? It happens throughout the Bible that God spoke to people through dreams. Jacob, Solomon, Daniel, even Joseph was told of Jesus' coming through a dream. And in the Bible, it doesn't seem to be a mark of someone's devotion to God, that God speaks to them in this way. There are people who are very close to God, but there's no recording in the Bible of any dreams that God gave to them. And on the other hand, God spoke a number of times in dreams to Gentiles who didn't even know him, like Pharaoh, whose dreams were interpreted by Joseph, King Nebuchadnezzar, whose dream was interpreted by Daniel, or the wise men, or magi, who came to give gifts to Jesus and were warned by God in a dream to return by a different route. So in fall 2020, when I was nine months pregnant with Amara, I had a dream. It was immediately clear to me that it was not a normal dream. And I had some weird dreams while I was pregnant, but this was not that. It was vivid and it felt true in a way that distinguished it from a typical dream. And before I get to what I saw, let me give some context. This was eight months into the pandemic. There were no vaccines in sight. It was a lonely and scary time. It wasn't how I imagined that my pregnancy would be. On top of that, the day before, I had been thinking about my grandparents, all of whom have passed away. Sometimes grief is like that. Even though they had passed away several years before, the loss felt sudden and fresh again. I was thinking of my grandma Becky, holding my cousin Brianna's baby and the joy on both of their faces. I was thinking of the many babies that my Nana and Papa held in their arms and the way that they could comfort a crying baby just with a hush from their voice. I had cried thinking about how my baby would not get to meet them. 
So now that you have the context, let me describe this dream that was more than a dream. I saw four women sitting in a circle, leaning in as if they were best friends. They were taking turns holding a baby, my baby, the one that was still in my womb. The women were our grandmothers, Becky Cranmer, my maternal grandmother, Paulina Wolf, my paternal grandmother, Betty Ruth Vitamin Rush, Hyatt's maternal grandmother, and Connie Page Howard, Hyatt's paternal grandmother. All four women have passed away. Hyatt's paternal grandmother passed away before he was even born. Together, the four women were all of Amara's great-grandmothers, the generation of women that I thought she would never know. The women were taking turns holding the bundled little girl in their arms, rocking her and speaking softly, words of blessing over her. One would say, Amara, you are kind and then passed to the next great-grandmother in the circle, who would bring her face up and whisper, Amara, you are beautiful. And then on to the next, who would cradle her, saying, Amara, you are brave. And next, Amara, you are loved. On and on it went, with the women speaking these truths over my not-yet-born daughter and calling her by the name that we were almost certain of, but hadn't shared with anyone. The scene was so tender and powerful, with these women filling her up with love and blessings. I felt deep within me that there was a truth to it. I don't pretend to understand how heaven works, but I do believe that Amara is blessed by these women and the generations who've gone before her, even those whom she will not meet in the flesh. For me, the dream was a moment of breaking through, of a thin place where God's kingdom was visible. It was Jesus speaking to me and to the child in my womb through the voices of these four women. I had been mourning the loved ones that I had lost who would not be here to hold my daughter in their arms or attend her birthday parties when God gave me a glimpse of the new heavens and the new earth where God will swallow up death forever and wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people he will take away. The vision of the people of God from all generations coming together to speak blessings and praises. I'm running a lot right now, training for the New York City Marathon in November, God willing. And I listen to these guided runs on the Nike Run app to help keep me motivated throughout the run. In one of my runs last week, the coach said that even though you may be running by yourself, you are never alone, because when you run, you're part of the global community of runners. And in taking that first step, you're joining a multitude who are cheering you on and supporting you as you go. 
While this feels a little hyperbolic when applied to the running community, I do think it's a beautiful vision of the church. Even in moments that we are lonely or mourn those who have died, we are not alone. The Holy Spirit holds us. And through Christ, we are held together in a mysterious way with all members of the church throughout time. Hebrews calls this gathering of Christians throughout time the great cloud of witnesses. And in the Revelation reading, it's called a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. And what are these crowds doing? In Revelation, they're standing before the throne of God, worshiping. And in Hebrews, the witnesses serve as an encouragement to us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so that we may run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. If any of you are grieving, maybe a loss that is recent or one that was long ago but feels sharp because you wish that they were here with you right now. I hope that this vision is an encouragement to you, that those who have gone on are speaking blessings over us. And if any of you are feeling lonely, I hope you would know that you are not alone. Christ is with you. And through Christ, we are all held together, the living and the dead. And the day is coming when Jesus will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Jesus says, behold, I am making all things new. Amen.